Bigelow. You're listening to Great Relationships, Pursuing the Best in Work, in Life, in Love. Right thinking, right relationships right now. Right now, Herman. I thank you. <laughs> Listen, we've been talking about the road to freedom. So I've got a question for you. The road to freedom, is it different for men and women? Wow, great question. But before we go there... I want to ask you something that we were talking about last week. Yes, sir. Do you understand that what we're talking about here about relationships is very different than what most people talk about as it relates to just relationships in general? You mean the fact that you were asking me, did I understand that this is something new, not trying to improve what was? Exactly. That's very important for us to understand. You were saying, Paul, this is really what Christ is trying to do for us. Before we go there, let me, let me, let's pray, and then we'll uh, dive into just that. Lord, thank you that you are in the business of creating new, uh, not improving the old. Lord, thank you that you are the, the author of a new creature in each one of us that have faith in you because you've put a new life in us. In your precious name, amen. Amen. Okay, so not improving on what is, but creating something new. That's what we're desiring to happen for relationships. Too often what we do is we look at these relationships and we end up just trying to make it better. And I'm not against better. Don't don't miss the point here. I'm not against improving relationships. <laughs> Herman, that's why I'm listening. Yeah. I'm not real happy with the present and I'm wanting it to get better. And that's too low of a bar because that would be similar. Here's, here's the analogy. Just like I was praying, the Lord gives us a new life. He doesn't try to cause our old life and our old sin nature to be better. He gives us a radically new life, like we see in Romans chapter 6, verses you know, 1 through you know, basically 12 or so. You are offered a new life by faith in Christ and his grace alone is going to provide you that new life. He's not saying, Herman, I can make you better. He's not saying that at all. <laughs> but wait a minute. That's church stuff. This is different, right? No, it's all the same because that's what gets us into trouble. When we start thinking that somehow our life is divided up into compartments and then there's the secular world and there's a the spiritual world. No, you have a life and you live that life. Yes, you do different roles in life, but you have one life and that life is part of what God is asking you to live to be available on a regular basis. You're asking me to change my thinking? I'm asking you to change your thinking as it pertains to relationships. I want you to be thinking, and we haven't emphasized this enough until just recently, I want you to be thinking this is a radically new way to do relationships. It's not the way that most relationships are taught. They're taught to try to just make it better. We're saying you can approach a relationship in a radically different way, a new way. That's what we're talking about. And I think that's how I deal with people, right? If you will change, we can have something new that we don't <laughs> right. have. And most relationships have that component in it, have a component of wanting each one of you to do their part to make the relationship work. We're saying the radically new approach is the same approach that God deals with us. He does everything right for us, whether we are paying attention to him at all. That's the approach we want people to take on. In a relationship, you simply do what's right, whether the other person's doing right or not. That okay. is a critical Ooh, difference. I got to slow this down because that went by awful quick. 
and some people got it and some people like me maybe i've got it you're saying that what you're asking me to do in relationships not improving on the old Mm -hmm. but just like when i accepted christ boom here comes the indwelling of the holy spirit that begins to change me so for some it's quick for others like me it's kind of slow but the change has to come the change is available to you whether you're acknowledging it or not that's what we're asking you to consider here with relationships you have the ability because of the power of the holy spirit in you and the life of christ in you you have the ability to choose to start pursuing the best for another person doesn't matter whether they're going to pursue your best or not it is a combination of the power of the Holy Spirit and the life of Christ being worked through you that allows you to be a different person to the people that you're relating to. That's the approach that we're asking for you to consider with relationships. But you said something just a minute ago very scary. You said, I already have it whether I realize it or not. Excuse me? Yes, you do. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says something that's very important for us to understand. He has given all things for life and godliness. How much? All. He has given. Notice the tense of those, those uh, verbs. Has given. You and I have the ability to operate in this radically new approach to relationships. You have the power. It is yours. You have the ability. You can do this. And I use that word can in the right way. You can do this, meaning you have the capacity. You have the ability to pull this off because it is Christ in you that is the ability to cause it to happen, not your power. Okay, but I hear you talking. Here's how it translates in my head. I'm in a relationship. I'm having a crummy day. And if I want this new thing, I simply need to walk away from what I've got and trust that God's giving me something, someone, a new set of circumstances different. Is that what you're saying? I wouldn't go entirely what you're saying there, but it's, it's real close. Yes, if I'm having a crummy day and my relationships aren't working, I don't look at the other person and go, man, I just wish they would treat me like, they're, like I'm trying to treat them. I wish you don't go there. You simply go, Lord, you've given me the power to operate in a way to be like you. And I know that you are looking at me in a way that is perfect. You're, you're providing everything that I need to know and do right now in our relationship. I need to be doing the same thing for that person. I don't need to have any expectations out of that person at all. I simply need to have an approach to them that simply says, I'm going to pursue their best. So you're telling me I'm not free to walk away and God's going to love me. You simply want me to love them the way God loves me. You are free to walk away. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to go home and say, Herman that's, said that's, I can't that's, that's, that's very, very much a part of the road to freedom. You're either on it or you're not. You can, you can operate in the ditches. That's what we've been talking about. Freedom is simply the Lord giving us this opportunity to do the fundamental choice of life. Now, think about this. The Lord is specifically saying there's blessings and there's curses. You know, that's what the that's what the Lord told the Israelites with the with the law. There's there's blessings if you do the law. There's curses if you don't. In the New Testament, Romans chapter six, verse 13 basically is saying something similar, but in a very different way. You're going to present yourself to righteousness or you're not. 
you're going to present yourself to unrighteousness, fundamental choice of life. When I am in a relationship, I have a fundamental choice. I'm either going to pursue their best or I'm going to allow my sin nature to cause me to be thinking whether you're pursuing my best and have expectations out of you. That's not what great relationships are built on. I'm either pursuing your best or I'm not. It's that simple. If I have this radically new approach to relationships, I'm looking at the other person and I don't have expectations out of them. Uh, My emotions aren't going up and down based on whether they're doing what's right for me. My emotions are going up and down based on whether I'm doing what God asked me to do. Big difference. Ouch. This really is something different. And that is the approach that we're asking people to take as they move into a relationship. It's not whether you treat me well, Paul. That's irrelevant. It's whether I am willing to treat you well wherever you are. That's what's relevant. And when we take that on with that self-governance that God is asking us to have, Holy Spirit self-control, it makes a radically different approach to relationships. We'll be back after the break. Listen, we're discussing the road to freedom. Is it different for men and women? And actually, we're setting the stage for what is this road to freedom? Thank you for the prayers. We'll be back right after this. Great thoughts for great relationships. Knowing and practicing this definition of love is the key to all good relationships. Love is seeking the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You know how you're always praying for a sign from God? That you're meant to go to seminary? This is your sign. Seriously, I'm here to tell you about grace. Grace School of Theology. It's free grace based. The professors are world class. It's accredited, accessible, attainable, and oh yes, it's affordable. You can even complete your entire degree online, which means you don't have to move. Wouldn't it be great to have a deeper knowledge of the Word of God? Write this down. www. Dot G-S-O-T dot edu. G-S-O-T dot edu. Or call 877-476-8674. 877-476-8674. Now get going. Now. Great relationships. That's grnumeral8relationships.com. During the break, Herman reaffirmed for me that a lot of what we're talking about comes out of chapter 10, chapter 3. And then he said, you know what? Why not just start at the beginning, chapter 1? <laughs> so there you go. Herman, before the break, we were talking about this road to freedom and a new thing rather than improving on something old. So my question is this. Why do I want to stay married to someone who's not nice to me or be friends with someone who's not nice to me? Great question. But uh, if you remember, what did I say about your emotions? Your emotions are tied up in what? Not whether the other person is treating you well, but they're tied up in whether I'm doing what God has asked me to do. What does God ask you to do in 
all of your relationships? What does he ask you to do? To pursue their best. <laughs> yeah, even your enemies. <laughs> so it's, it's You had to throw that in. Yeah, that's exactly right. What we have a tendency to do is we get into a relationship, and if it's not going our way, we have a tendency to go, it's, that's enough. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not happy. God, God doesn't do that with us. God doesn't do that at all with us. God looks at us, and even if we have walked away from him, he is still pursuing our best, looking at us. Literally, he has, he has the ability to engineer circumstances for us to get our attention back to him. We don't. But his, his attitude is, model my approach to relationships. Always think about your relationship with me first, is what God is saying. And let me work through you to your relationships. That's what I'm wanting. Pursuing another's best, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, unconditionally unconditionally in fact there's a if you want to take it even further for men you can look in the chapter three for real men and you'll see that there's seven aspects of love that we've talked about before so that unconditional is certainly the beginning point and probably the hardest for all of us okay so this road to freedom that we've been talking about is it different for men and women the road to freedom is going to be the same type of road it's going to be the road to freedom. We, we talk about it, the road to love or freedom. It works either direction. Ultimately, we'd like to talk about it as the road to love because freedom is one of the tools we use to stay on the road to love, <laughs> if you want to think of it that way. Uh, but yes, the, the road is exactly the same where a man travels and where a woman travels on that road may be a little differently. So you brought up the idea of in the United States, we tend to drive on the right side of the road. In Britain, they tend to drive on the left side of the road. Not tend to, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Unless something is wrong. So that would be some, somewhat the same with men and women. Now think about the ditches again. This requires us to go back and think about the designs of men and women. What's the ditch that a man is normally going to be most closely related to or most close to? He's going to be closer to the power ditch, right? Because, okay. because of his testosterone. He's going to be tending to have a, if, if you think about it in driving a car or you know, riding a bicycle or something, because of the, my testosterone, I'm going to be tending toward the testosterone or power ditch more than the relate ditch. Now, development can skew that. So the road is exactly the same. Where you're traveling on the road is the different part. So it would be different for men or women where you're traveling on that road. Okay, so let me set this up real quick because maybe not everyone heard us last time. We have this road to freedom. In this, we have powerful ditch, like a bar road, right? Bar, Made out of two ditch, bar right? ditches, mm -hmm. borrowed from this ditch and that ditch. So we have a power component and we have a relational component. Men, by their design, are primarily powerful, right. although they have a relationship component. Mm -hmm. And women, by their design, are primarily relational, although they have a power component. Good. Good explanation. Good job.
Okay. So as a man, I'm going down this road, and you just said I tend to skew more towards that power ditch. That's right. When you're on the road, if you want to think of the road having a curve in the top, if you let if you let the steering wheel go like you can do in any car, if you are in the car and you are on a, a part of the road that's tended to be angled, uh, if you're a man, you're going to tend to go toward that power ditch. It drifts that It way. drifts that direction. If you are a woman and you stop thinking about how all this stuff works, you're going to get end up in the uh, in the relational ditch because you've asked your majestrin. So yes, it is the same. This this road is truly made up of a power component and made up of a relational component. But each and every individual needs to pay attention to not only their design, but they also need to pay attention to their development. Now, why is that so important? Because the development can skew you opposite of your design if you don't watch it. I could grow up as a testosterone-based design in a family system and be told that being powerful is absolutely wrong, and I will have a tendency to gravitate and grow up and be developed more on the relational side. I could, that, that can easily happen. As if I am in a family where the father is absent for whatever the reason, that role model is simply missing. It's missing, and Satan loves it. If you go back to some of our previous shows, Satan loves this development to get in, in interfere with our design because he, therefore, has the opportunity to confuse us more. And Satan is the author of confusion. He wants us to be thinking about ourselves, not about, not about how God wants us to be living. He wants us to be flashing our me. He wants us envying. He wants us self-seeking so that we can be confused. And the world's message is confusing all over the place for both men and women. It's trying to tell men they need to be more relational, and then at the same time it's saying, no, you need to be you know, more this uh, uh, powerful James Bond-type character. Then it's doing the same, ty- same type of thing to women. What we need to understand is that when you're on the road to, to love, there is a place that you will be operating on because of your design or development. And you want to get yourself back to how has God designed me? How am I to be operating in this situation? Because where I travel on the road is not only based on my design, but it's also dependent upon the situation. Okay, but what if I don't know? What if I come from a single parent home? Mm -hmm. Or what if I come from two parent home and they just simply didn't care? I don't know. Now all of a sudden I'm the age of accountability. I don't have these skills. And what I want to loop back to is something you said. It's not the road to freedom. It's the road to love. Freedom is a tool. Mm -hmm. Excuse me? What's this tool stuff? You mean there are tools? Yes, there's tools. There is freedom, forgiveness, and confession that keep you on the road to love. That's what's what's there. That's how you want to be thinking about this. The issue, going back to what you were saying about an individual, you can know. You can know where you are. You, can, you have a feel for whether you're into more of the power side or you're more into the relational side. We do this all the time. Look at, look at uh, chapter one and look at the little uh, assessment that says separate and belonging and, and come up with some examples as to which one you think you are. And if you're a man and you tend to be more relational, there's nothing 
drastically wrong there, but you do have a design that's leaning in the other direction. Pay attention to that. Or if you're a woman and you're more powerful, there's nothing drastically wrong. You just need to pay attention to the fact that you're more designed to be on the relational side. You need to understand that you can know where you are. You can know that. You yeah. need to peel back my development and understand my design and then re-engage my present and act accordingly. That's right. To go back to the road, the road is the same where you're traveling on that road, if you're on the road to love, you will have a tendency to be more powerful often based either on design or development. And you need to understand that if I don't watch it, I'm going to end up in the ditch. That's what we're arguing against. We want you to be on the road, not in the ditches. Because if you're in the ditches, you're distorting the image of God and you're probably creating problems in a relationship at the same time. Okay, you realize if I have never heard any of this before, this is like taking a drink of water from a fire hydrant. Because I started off thinking you were giving me permission to leave my crummy day and God's going to give me a new set of circumstances. And you're saying, no, Paul, change your thinking. Change your Embrace thinking. Embrace your current circumstance. Mm-hmm. Be grateful for it. The website is Great Relationships, greatrelationships.com. That's GR numeral 8 relationships.com. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. We thank you for listening. We'll be back right after this. Great quotes for great relationships. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, Let each esteem others as better than himself. Philippians 2, verse 3. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Relationships can be great, and not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R numeral eight relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. We're back, greatrelationships.com. That's GR numeral 8 relationships.com. If you need to go back and listen to the previous program, hear this one. It's right there on the radio tab. Any of the chapters at Herman Talk. You can even sign up for our free newsletter. Or you know what? You can also donate. Oh, we'd love that. <laughs> we would. Herman, before the break, we were talking about the road to freedom. So this is really cool. I can be in control, right? I don't have to deal with situations and things. I can just take control and I'm free to walk. <laughs> You, you mentioned that earlier, the idea of free to leave. Yes, you are free to leave. 
Yes, you are. Uh, that is not God-honoring, and that is not what we're teaching. You, it, you do have that freedom. The issue is there's responsible and irresponsible freedom. Either we're doing this radically new approach to relationships, or we're not. The radically new approach to relationships puts the focus on whether I'm doing what God has asked me to do. And God has asked me to pursue the best for others around me, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. That just sets me up to be the junior Holy Spirit. Are you doing what God asked you to do? Well, when you get there, I'll get there. Well, that's that again is the wrong focus. You're focused on the wrong thing. That's the reason why it's so <laughs> radically new, so different. The issue that we're constantly wanting people to understand is you look at your own life as to whether you're doing what God has asked you to do. And this makes relationships very, very simple because it removes this any, any idea of trying to control another person. Why do relationships get so complex? Because you're trying to get the other person to do life in a, a certain way to make you happy so that you feel satisfied and okay that they're doing what they need to do for you. That's right. I but, want what I want and I want it now. That's right. That's why most relationships become complex. I need to figure out how to get you to do that so that I can be okay. And notice, not only is it complex, but you're missing the big problem. When I'm trying to get you to do something for me, that causes you to be in control of me. I'm no, no longer in control of my own actions. I'm totally focused on whether you do what you're supposed to do for me, and I am therefore being controlled by your behavior and your actions. That is not the way that God ever does a relationship. He's never controlled by us. He's only controlled by his perfection and by his doing what is right. That is the way that we want people to start operating their life differently in this new way. Look at another person. You're free to leave. Trust me, you are. You're free to do that. Just like God looks at me and says, Herman, you're free to sin. He doesn't want that, but he has given me that opportunity to do that. But Herman, I can look at the Bible and see all kinds of examples where God is upset when I'm not doing what he's asking. He is upset not because he's emotionally disturbed about it and not because he's angry because it's somehow impacting him. He's upset because he knows it's not for my best. He's going, Herman, grow up. This is not good for you. I am doing what's right for you. I'm asking you to do these things because it's perfect and it's the right way to go. And God would get upset if we want to use it that, that, that anthropomorphism, if we want to use it that way. He's doing it not because of my behavior's impacting him. He's going, Herman. My behavior's impacting me. Don't let that happen to cause you to miss out on what I have available for you. That's the whole story of what we see with the Old Testament and obviously the New Testament the same way. But there's a huge freedom component that's thrown into the New Testament. And it's not as noticeable. It's still there in the Old Testament. Okay, help me, because I think this freedom is my compliance with this big, huge list of do's and don'ts. Your freedom would be compliance. Yes, it's it's compliance of whether you're going to do it or not. Freedom enters into that picture. If I am looking at the law of the Lord, just take it down to the Ten Commandments, I have freedom to pay attention to that or not, in spite of the fact that it's called the Ten Commandments. 
God is saying, yes, those commandments are there because they're going to work for your best if you do them. It's not going to control God in any shape or form as to whether I do or don't do them. I will simply experience blessings or curses because I am or am not doing those things. Same thing is happening in the New Testament. I am either paying attention to what he classifies as the commands to greatest Love the Lord your God, love your neighbor as yourself. Pursue their best. I am simply to do what God has asked me to do. And that puts a very different frame on every relationship. That doesn't mean that I am not necessarily impacted by people treating me improperly. I will be if I don't watch it. But at the same time, I am going to start going back to being what God asked me to do. I'm going to pursue their best anyway. And that simplifies relationships dramatically. Do you think if you told me this next week, I'd recognize that it was the same thing? Probably not. My experience in teaching all of this is a constant repetition of this material is absolutely essential for people to start putting it into their bones. So it becomes a lifestyle, not a course where we just say, look, I have my certificate. Right. Herman, I thank you. You know, you told me that relations can be simple. And you know what? I know in my case that relationships are complex. Anytime that God is my co-pilot, I need to switch Switch seats. seats. (laughs) So there you have it. Greatrelationships.com, GR, numeral eight, relationships.com. Until next time. your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings too. Why, just yesterday I found a hundred dollar bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow, I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Days like this are too good to be true, but great relationships are possible. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.